Welcome to another episode of the Classic Car Corner Podcast. Our guest this evening is currently the inventory manager at Gateway Classic Cars of Louisville and is a fellow classic car enthusiast, partial to Mopars, by the way. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting tonight is Eric Benzel, and we welcome Mr. Matthew Clark, who is here to tell us about his Gateway uh, uh, adventure as an inventory manager and the services that Gateway Classic Cars provide. Matt, welcome aboard. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. So um, I've known you now for about a year, I guess. Yeah, yeah and, pretty and, much. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to be called to uh, inspect cars when uh, you've got potential clients that are in need of that for another set of eyes. And uh, every time I go up there, you guys are as fun and as welcoming as the day is long. <laughs> so, and, and, and we're surrounded by cool cars. So, right. So tell us a little bit about your job and um, how long you've been there and that kind of thing. Right. Um, I usually just joke with everybody and tell them it's like the worst job I've ever had. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously it's not because uh, my job basically is inventory is uh, I get to go to car shows and my eyes are just peeled for, for sale signs. Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe someone sees my shirt and says, hey, it's Gateway Classic Cars. You know, hey, man, I'm thinking about selling my car. Are you going to talk to me for a minute or something? Mm -hmm. And uh, typically give them a little bit of information, business card, kind of get their information and, you know, try to get their car initially into the showroom to help sell. Right. Gotcha. And and part of the fun with that is what I would call then car mining, right? Right. Because, I mean, I think uh, one of the ways I was introduced to Gateway was um, uh, uh, I was called because I had put a car on Facebook Marketplace, and it was an old car. Right. And they're like, <laughs> right. hey, would you be interested? Or, you know, the, it started out, hey, I'm so-and-so with Gateway Classic Cars. Uh, I've noticed that your cars have been uh, listed on this website now for two weeks. Have you had any bites? Would you be interested in maybe seeing what our company can provide? Right. And since then, I've sold three with you guys. Right. And that's that's basically what I do. You know, Facebook Marketplace is uh, my best tool, actually, because mm -hmm. everybody is – you know, there's headaches, there's people wanting to trade like their refrigerator and couch for your car and, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. things like that. And then most people, when I do reach out, you know, their car has been listed for typically I shoot for about five weeks, you know, okay. after five weeks, if it hasn't moved, I'll send them a message. And then most times they're like, I don't need your help selling yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. But then I'll save their listing and I'm continuously getting so-and-so dropped their car 500 bucks or so-and-so dropped their car 2000 bucks and I'll hit them back and say, Hey, I apparently see you're not having any luck. Mm -hmm. Would you like to give us a shot? It yeah. costs you absolutely nothing to do it. Right. And sometimes they're still stubborn and say no. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, which, I mean, part of the services there is, you know, uh, we've got a Pontiac up there, for yeah. example, it's in storage. It's out of the elements. Right. It's in good care. Right. It's lined up with all the other awesome cars that you guys have. And yeah. you do get walking traffic that come yeah. that comes in. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, the, the, uh, there were consignment fees, and they still may have consignment fees at some point. But right now. Yeah, right it, now. It's, I, yeah, our new platform that was uh, effective, like, in February, the very beginning, uh, the 495, it was – Used to be up front, and then it was the back end, and okay. then they're like, okay, nobody's doing anything, and then they're getting upset, like, you had my car 90 days, and I still got to pay you this money, and you didn't sell it. Gotcha. So they're like, okay, let's try this. Gotcha. <laughs> Wiped it. Okay, gotcha. So. So what? What? who's the biggest competitor to Gateway? I would say the biggest competitor is probably Street Side. 
And, uh, you know, basically if there is a gateway, there's probably a street side across the street or up the street. Um, and there, okay. There, there's a history with street side and I mean, it's not a bad history. I mean, Mm -hmm. basically street side was our current owner's ex-wife. I gotcha. So I don't think there's really competition. It's there. You're just in the same market. So anywhere except for here, we don't have a street side in this area, but she only has, I don't know, about eight locations and it's most, mostly like South, Mm -hmm. you know, Southern Mm -hmm. States, you know, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, um, what are the criteria, uh, that a vehicle has to meet for gateway to post it on your website? So basically like some, I don't really want to say a whole lot here without backlash. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but ba- like my criteria, I mean, we have a basics about it, you know, if it's rusty frame rust, any holes or anything like that, it's a no go. Okay. You know, any kind of rust, not happening. Uh, has to run, has to drive, needs to stop and, you know, shift and all the basics. Okay. Uh, as far as mechanicals, I prefer your headlights, taillights to be working. That's just safety stuff, turn signals. Wipers, you know, I can let that slide. Radio, let that slide. You know, throw a Bluetooth speaker in there. You're mm-hmm. good. That's, yeah, what I right. do with, that's what I do with my cars. Right. Uh, but I really do kind of pick them a little bit. Um, and if there's like any kind of like the rust... If it's like a Rice Krispies treat, yeah, it's not coming in. Right. <laughs> you so know, if I, if I can crunch it, it's not happening. It's not happening. There you so go. there's other things that go into it. But the the base, the, the majority of things in there, if it's rusty, no. Right. And if things, if it's broken, no. Yeah. You can't bring it in and like this, everything's just puke and antifreeze and the transmission's dripping and oil's just right. pouring out. You can't do anything like that. Because Gateway is is a, would you say, a reseller or how, how, I would how would just, you describe it? Just a, but a you're cl- not a, you're not a, uh, I guess where I'm getting at, you're not a, we'll sell your classic car, and we're a rest- restoration place. You're not a right. restoration place, right? No, we are basically cars. consignment sales. So okay. basically, your car comes in, you tell us what you want, we put a percent on top, and then if your car sells, you get your money, we get our percent, and we're happy. Yeah. Do you ever run into a owner that says, "I want you to sell this for me"? And here's how, here's what I want to get out of it. And you look at them and go, you know, you're low on your price. You need to come up. And I guess to the counter of that, do you get someone that comes in saying, I want to get this much out of me? Like, no. Yeah, it works both ways. Okay. Uh, there's some people who have zero knowledge of a car that their father or mother or somebody had. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it'd be like 69 Chevelle. They come in and are like, yeah, you know, I'd like to get 5000 in my pocket for that. Oh, yeah, we could easily just take it and go crazy with it but it's like no 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 you got a really nice car we could do a lot more than that and then they're usually pretty thrilled yeah right on yeah. the the other side which right. you know some cars come in and i mean it's, it's a desirable car and we had one recently but i won't go into great details sure. about it but surface rust all over original paint just kind of beat up banged up mm-hmm. i mean equipped right had the right size engine the right kind of transmission perfect year but like three times what it was worth in that condition. And then I did reflectives of, Hey, this is what this car is. And you're like 10 grand over top of that one. This mm-hmm. one's ready to be driven and looks pretty. And they were like, Oh, <laughs> okay. And then they're like, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to take it home and think about it. And it's like, you know, it, that's money out of my pocket. Cause it didn't come in, yeah. but I would rather 
be more reasonable than, yeah, just go ahead and get paid and have a car sit here and then take it back home. Right. Oh, sure. Right, right, right. You know, I don't want to waste the customer's time. Oh, that makes sense. And I guess there is a place for those type of cars to be sold, but that's not really what gateways right. spend their time yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of what Marketplace is about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some super, super sweet cars on Marketplace, and, you know, they're asking retail numbers, and I get it. But, like, right now, this the market is, for Facebook Marketplace, it's definitely uh, a little different because people on Marketplace don't typically have the money that retail cars are pulling. Ah, gotcha. And then that's where a lot of trades and ridiculousness comes in. Okay. So like today, for instance, one of my cars is on marketplace and this guy wants to trade me like this huge John Deere tractor. And I'm like, I live in a city. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with the tractor? Right. Um, and just, I was like, no, can't do it. Not going to happen. So, huh. So how many locations does gateway have? We actually just opened up our 21st, which nice. was Tulsa. Oklahoma, okay. And, I mean, we're just, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, initial home base was uh, known as St. Louis, but is in uh, O'Fallon, Illinois. And that's kind of how everything works. Like, our showrooms are 20-mile radius, basically. Okay. Uh, the reason why we're in Indiana, though, for Louisville showroom is Kentucky has some kind of laws against consignment, but you can broker and I never quite understood it. And I haven't looked into it to even be knowledgeable, but I probably should. But that's why we're on the other side of the river. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And anybody that's <laughs> – let's just put it this way. We get it. Right. We and, I it. mean, yeah, basically we're just kind of – our farthest east or farthest – yeah, farthest east would be Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And our farthest west is probably Scottsdale and then Las Vegas, I think. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Yep. So in California, there is no consignment sales out in California at all. So I'm not sure what we could do in California. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of the things that um, I've found really cool is that you guys can gauge the number of hits that you get on a monthly basis. Share with the audience the number of hits that, you know, I, I understand that it's contingent upon the car, but how many views would you say in general per month it might even be specific to the louisville location but how many how many views do you all get like per car or like the website in general i would say the website in general typically our website if um i don't know if we still have it there or not but before we went to our new uh format you know our website would usually get about eight million views a month wow million views and wow. granted yep. you know everybody's like just probably drooling over stuff and eh, grandpa used to have one and man mm. i crashed about four of those uh, or whatever, <laughs> right, you know? right. yep. um but there's a lot of tire kickers but then we do get a lot of leads where people come in or call in and well what's your bottom dollar and what's, mm-hmm. what's going on here and yada 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 gotcha and and this is this is worldwide yes yes yeah yep. basically like i tell everybody if you are in the sahara desert and you have a hot spot on your phone or laptop, you can look at our cars. <laughs> you can look at the car and buy it. <laughs> and buy it, yeah. You can actually do a uh, – you can kind of put a purchase offer on it and go from there. So what? speaking of buying it, uh, what financing – is there financing options available for buyers? Not within Gateway itself. Uh, we do have some companies that are just like sisters to us, so to say. Um, and we kind of have their information, and then we direct that to the buyer that's interested in the car. Friends of Gateway that, I guess, kind of, sort of, yeah. Folks that understand what that you're not getting a, 
well, we're going to lend for a car that has X number of mileage, right. and it's been within 12 years. It's like they understand we're, what, what right. they're so getting into. I guess instead of sister, they're more like your, your cousin. Um, they're not really <laughs> related, but they're close. Gotcha. And it's kind of like, you know, one company, I don't know if I can plug them or not, but their interest rates are really well. And typically, if your credit is good and your score is uh, up, mm-hmm. they'll lend you like a personal loan. So they don't take your title or your car or anything like that. Gotcha. And if you want to find out who these people are, call Matthew Clark. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, just, a, that's a tease on there. If you want to find these things out, you got to call Matthew about right. the car. Well, basically, you're providing a service to yeah. a potential buyer because, right. you know, let, let's face it, all three of us, mm-hmm. we're busy. Right. You know, and if I could say, hey, Matthew, I'm looking for a um, t- uh, 1987 Pontiac Firebird. <laughs> And by the way, I don't want to call every bank and then, yes, I'm going to need it, you know, transported. I mean, you guys right. can help oh, facilitate yeah. Yeah. that yeah. with little effort from the potential buyers right. avenue, just obtaining some information and say, hey, yeah, we'll call you back with all the. Right. Yeah. So, that's a, yeah. That's a great service. So that's another thing, basically. Right. Uh, you know, the financial groups that we have, we have four, two of them are pretty well top shelf and the other two are like your kind of last resort. Okay. Uh, then that's where your interest rates get a little chaotic. Uh, and then your short terms, but, uh, you're talking about transport, you know, yeah, we have about three companies that we use and say Billy Bob, he says, Hey, I want to know what's this going to cost for Mm -hmm. enclosed or open trailer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we'll just send kind of like a mass email out and then they'll get back with us with. X amount of dollars per mile, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. You may be able to get that gremlin that you've been wanting to get. Uh, I would love to have a gremlin <laughs> and or a pacer. Yeah. It's just the old AMC right. stuff. And right? I'm not sure. See, I have a friend that's an AMC guy, too. And mm-hmm. they, actually, him and his brother both have a pacer apiece. Oh, do they? And okay. he has, one of them has a, a 70 or 71 javelin. Oh, okay. Right. And yeah. uh, then they took <laughs> the craziest thing. They took a Dodge Dakota four-wheel drive V8. And then put a, um, oh, goodness, what was the AMC? It's like the little car. Um, yeah, I can't think of what Concord it's called. Or, uh, Maybe a Eagle Concord or, or Eagle, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, they took that body and put it on the frame. Oh, nice. So okay. they, they cut the frame and shortened it and then put the body gotcha. on. So you have this. I mean, right. granted, they were four-wheel drive. Yep. But it, now I think, it's on I think crack. It's the, I think it's the. I think, I think it's it the is Eagle. an Eagle. Yeah. yeah right. The, yeah. <laughs> the Eagle that was the 4 by 4 The 4 by 4 truck car. Basically, yep. yeah, yep. yeah, because it it had a high stance, yeah, from the factory, from the factory, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. it was like a two inch lift, yeah, yeah right. that, so yeah, yep. pretty much that's it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take a break here and acknowledge and thank Springdale Automotive for being the show sponsor. Springdale Automotive is the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated. Whatever you drive, we service domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, and diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. And with four convenient neighborhood locations, how can they be a service? And if you are looking for a fun weekend getaway, look no further than RS Experience. With a high-performance specialist at the helm, owner Andy Papa professionally demonstrates driving tips, car weight management, vision, and awareness skills. Check out rsexperience.com and... We are talking with Matthew from Gateway Classic Cars. So um, 
tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the cars that you've gotten in that are like, holy cow, I haven't seen a car like this in forever. Or what, what's been more of a unique vehicle uh, that you've seen come across those doors? <laughs> uh, just in the short time that I've been there, uh, at least we've gone through at least 300 cars. And that's either selling or being brought in or going back home. Um, but probably the one that really is kind of there right now is a 1954 Lincoln Capri. Okay. That has been chopped five inches, has a 49 Mercury back glass, like 56 or 57 Packard taillights and like a 55 Cadillac front end. Ah, wow. An automotive mutt. But that's a, <laughs> but, but that's a, that's a car that, I mean, it's a one-off. You'll never see another so, one. So, yeah, like it. it's, yeah right. if, you're, if you're familiar with, like, Dave wow. Winfield or Larry Watson, you know, the guys of the – well, even Carl Casper. Mm-hmm. you got to throw him in because we're in his neighborhood. Um, you know, basically the Autorama, Custorama mm-hmm. kind of things. That's the kind of car this is. I got you. Yep. You know, full sheet metal, modifications, fabrications, just tons and tons of work. Yeah. Um, as far as one that I've driven, that was probably the most interesting. There's kind of two, I guess. Uh, one was a, like, Bugatti kit car. Oh, and okay. it was a Volkswagen drivetrain, but just super, super cool car. Like mm-hmm. the bullet style. It was like a T35 style model. Oh, wow. Um I almost bought it, <laughs> but I didn't need it. I mean, it was definitely affordable, and I was like, no. Yeah, right. Um, and then probably the one I, you know, thought was going to be very intimidating was actually a 1921 Model T. Oh, wow. Okay. And we, when we first got it in, I almost returned it uh, because it wouldn't start, and really it was just out of gas. But the, oh. ga- the gas tank's underneath the front seat, so we just popped seat up, put gas in it, and really none of us had a lot of knowledge. Except for Eric, you know, that works with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy came in and spent like two hours with him on it. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. How do we work the levers? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that that was levers. pretty much it. So, That's exactly right. you know, when I got in, the guy told me, he's like, so you turn your coils on and you'll hear a buzz. Well, we couldn't. There was never a buzz. So I started looking at the actual dial where from time of shifting and keeping the spark in the time. I was like, well, I'm going to pull it down. So I pull it down to where it just started to fade out. And then I hear, I turn the coils on. It's like, you hear the buzz. So then you had a foot starter. So I was like, oh, let's try it. So I was like, and it started up and started to lurch a little bit. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) But we got it started. And then I was like, okay, now we're running. So I kicked it over to the Magneto, which 90% of people don't even know what a Magneto is anymore. But I was like, let's take it outside. So we opened the door. And, yeah, I went cruising out, just putting along. Wow. Pretty much, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I was doing a whopping 10 miles an hour, but, I mean, it was just an experience. I mean, I haven't driven a 1921 right. Ford. So. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I'm super, yeah, right. super, and that's my job. Part of it, too, is when a car first comes in, I inspect it as soon as it comes in, like, give me your keys. Mm-hmm. And you do have that kind of protective owner sometimes it's like why do you need my keys well i'm gonna make sure it's gonna do okay yeah so what is the hottest car right now would you say that people are looking at wanting to get asking questions on maybe there's a top top two like or in three. general yeah when, um, they're, when they're reaching out to you like hey do you guys have right a lot of the top cars i would think would be like 65 and six mustang 
Okay. Those are pretty popular. That's good to know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the other one, a, a Chevelle. Everybody wants a Chevelle. Yep. And they don't care. You know, people do a lot of SS Tribute stuff. And, yep. you know, even then, an SS Tribute still fetches decent money. But true SS, you know, we had one. It was 454, four speed. Dark blue with pearl white stripes, pearl interior. I mean, just beautiful car. Oh, yeah. Right. And it, you know, $100,000 car. Any Mopars? I would think a 69, yeah, we actually, we 69 have a, Charger would be a hot commodity. Am well, I thinking see, right? we had a, if I'm not mistaken, a 66 Coronet. Okay. That was a true 426 yes. Hemi car. I remember that car. Yes. yes. And right. yep. honestly, that car, it brought pretty good money because mm-hmm. it was a factory 426 Hemi yep. car. Yep. Um, but yeah, we have an actual Mopar row now because since I've been there, I kind of seek and find that's right because yeah. i want to be able to play with the cars just as much as own one one day yeah but, i got you right you know it's uh yeah a lot of mopar stuff is typically you're looking for chargers and oh, challengers yeah. you know chargers are just hot challengers are more rare to come across sometimes in good condition but yeah mm-hmm. chargers 68 69 yeah that's your ticket you know little trivia in the movie um <clears throat> bullet the Dodge Charger that was chasing the classic 68 Mustang. Right. They had to put smaller wheels on that Charger so that it would not surpass uh, the Mustang. They had to tame it, in other words. Right. Uh, because, I mean, the, the Charger would have taken it. So I just thought I'd throw that out to our <laughs> listeners. Well, you know, back in the day, of course, I wasn't around in like the 60s when the cars were hot, Roadrunners and Challengers and Chargers and Barracudas and all that. But like, honestly, base model Roadrunner was like, you know, 3200 bucks, 2800 bucks. But it would be, you know, Dana 60, 410 gears, 440, four speed. And you're eating alive everybody else. Right. And, and they were paying much more for their Mustangs and all that stuff. But, I mean, Mopar was a poor man's car. Yeah. Yep. But it was built to be a race car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't want Too anything cool. in it, but I want it to go fast. Right. Yeah. Right. You there know? you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. Where do you see the classic car market heading? Like, for the future, I mean, it's been pretty steady. Um, you know, people now are buying cars a, kind of an investment, but also not really collecting like people that are buying these cars are actually buying because of nostalgia. And then just because I've got money and I want one and they're actually driving these things, you know, they're not just hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to the storage, you know, somewhere just sitting. Yeah. Yep. Well, a lot of people from what I'm hearing, um, I mean, they are using classic cars as an investment tool. Yeah. And, absolutely. Uh, and you know, we, we've, Talked to multiple people. Matter of fact, the guy that we just had on our show, who, who's been in the business since 1980, um, you know, we asked him, you know, where do you see the market going? And he's like, I think it's going to continue to go up. Wayne Green, he said the same thing. Right. And that, and that's encouraging, especially if you bought classic cars 10, 15 years ago and still have them. Right. Because now it's like, okay, all the money, time, energy, elbow grease that I've put into this car, at least I might be a broken even. But you've been able to enjoy it. You've been, oh, yeah, for yeah. the 10-year window. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. And, and, there's the people, not to cut you off. No, but, no, no. You know, no, there no. are the people who, um, they definitely, <laughs> they have a car for that 10 years, and then they want whatever money they put in it. And it's like, you've had it for 10 years. Yeah, right. 
Well, so. I mean, and, and, and to me, well, I mean, there's a sentimental factor. Oh, yeah. Because my boys have grown up with it. Right. So, but, yeah. I just, and, I mean, there is no monetary value on sentimental value. There's, no, just, there's nothing I agree. there. 100%. Unless you're the one looking for it to buy it. <laughs> in which case, this is right. value. Do you think, and just tagging along on that, do you think that some of this interest in classic cars has kind of been renewed, not just because usually it's to the older guys that are getting it, but I'm guessing you're seeing younger guys, I guess 30s and 40s that right. have, have new money that are coming into this. Do you think some of that's because you got younger collectors that are on YouTube that have these YouTube channels like, hey, I just got this classic car. This is great. They go through all the mechanic works on it. Right. We're getting this thing right. We're making it right. Right. And this thing is amazing. And Well, I mean, if you look, you see all these car companies that are like buying a car, completely restoring it, and hey, buy some chances, and you can get this car. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've spent several hundreds of dollars, so but <laughs> hey, you know, you get a car that's worth hundred grand for a hundred bucks. So why not? That's right. Yeah, you uh, haven't won yet. Though, no. Have <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I'm I'm holding my breath. There, there's a drawing that's supposed to be in uh, Kentucky here for a '69 Dart GT 383 oh, nice. car. Okay, gotcha. Um, how long will I keep it? I don't know, but it is a Mopar, so right, it might be like. Okay, get rid of the rest of my junk and keep a good keep one. Keep it. <laughs> right. Half. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I could probably go for something like that. That would um, be cool. But, you know, I think, yeah, where you're saying the social media market is definitely kind of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the kids that's doing stuff like that. And then, you know, Mr. Leno out west, you know, he's got his show and YouTube channel. And, you know, him driving the cars, I think, is what kind of mm-hmm. draws people in. Yeah. I mean, with his steam engine stuff, I, that's what got me. I was like, you know, it takes him 35 minutes to start this car. Right. But when he gets up to speed, he's doing 75 on water. You know, it's just cruising down the road, blowing steam, and then it sounds like a train horn coming. <laughs> right. So, that's I mean, cool. it's just cool to see that stuff. Oh, it is. Absolutely. So, Matthew, where do you, where would one of us go to solicit your services? Where are we going to get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you just, uh, you can look at our website. I mean, it's gatewayclassiccars.com, mm-hmm. uh, pretty simple. And, you know, it's very user-friendly. Like, we have just across the top, you go showrooms and whatever showroom you want to look at, look at their inventory or look at all of our inventory. And then you can call us showroom to showroom and say, hey, I'd like to know about this car. And, awesome. But if they're wanting to sell it, then they would go up to your Memphis location. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and that's the thing. Like, they can actually do that from, you know, sell your classic car with us, and they can call a number there as well. Okay, gotcha. Of those, yeah. Gotcha. But you all physically have to inspect it just like you had mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But, and that's, uh, what, exit 16? Yeah, you're exit going 16 north? on 65. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So what recommendations would you give a potential seller and a potential buyer of a classic car at this point? Uh, I mean, it's just kind of like if you're looking for it, give it a go and see what's there. I mean, right now Mm -hmm. with the new locations and expansions we had in the past year, uh, we just uh, surpassed 3,000 cars inventory. Gotcha. And it's everything. Uh, You basically type in, say you type in Mustang, it's going to break it down generation to generation so and you know i want to look at the first gen and then it'll have you know 65 66 and then we'll have x amount of cars there and then 67 to 68 you know know, on and on and on for each car yeah and then as far as seller i mean all i can say is give us a go 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the worst thing that you're out is fuel to get it there. Mm-hmm. And hopefully nothing happens right. <laughs> if you drive it. Uh, you know, if you drive it there, I'm definitely going to be a little more lenient because if you drove two hours and something is going to happen. Right. And if it didn't happen in two hours, then the car is probably pretty solid. Right. Yep. And you guys are, you're insured as a building and that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, we still have to carry insurance on any car yes, that's there. Yeah. But if, yeah, we have insurance within the company. Right. And I mean, for a person that just consigned a car uh, yesterday, you know, well, what happens if the building goes up or something comes through and wipes it out? And I, yeah, there's those concerns. You know, you got 100 grand in a car. That's why we ask you to go ahead and if you have insurance with something classic, you know, mm-hmm. insure that dude for X amount of dollars. Right. Because right. we do have insurance, but I mean, right now we're, I don't know, 135 cars inventory. So pretty close to probably a million dollars or more worth of inventory. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, you just don't know. Right. I mean, you don't. Yeah. I mean, Mother Nature can just sure. say that's enough and, you know, wipe it out. <laughs> I would hate to see that happen. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but, you but know. It's a risk everybody's got to take. I mean, yeah. nobody can predict And, it. I mean, even right. if you're bringing the car to us and you're on the interstate, there some crazy might just wipe out your car on the way up. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, I hope that never happens to anybody, but. Could it happen? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, old cars are old cars. I don't care if it's a full resto or not, but you may have a tire blowout, brand new tire, or spark plugs just burn up on the headers. Well, and and speaking uh, of, we understand that the title is Gateway Classic Cars. Yes. But if I had a 2022 C8 Corvette that I put 5,000 miles on and said, you know what? I'm just not fitting in this thing like I thought. Right. I don't want to have the hassle of selling it out. I mean, you guys would welcome a C8 Corvette, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, and, and we had a 2020 or 2021 Shelby Cobra GT500, you know, 760 horse, crazy yeah, slap okay. shift, oh, all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the guy bought it. He was 70. He bought it for his 70th birthday. He turned 71. He's like, yeah, these are kind of more value than what I, so I want to just kind of cash in. And we sold it for him. Um but, uh, you know, yeah, it, needs, it can't just be like your average V6 Mustang coming off. We're not going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but C8, yeah. You yep. know, if it's got some options or if there's like, a, I think Callaway is a company that does stuff with Chevrolet. Hennessy. Hennessy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's got more bonker style upgrades to make it ridiculous, yeah. Right. You know, it's kind of exotic, but. I got you. Right. You know. The Callaway Corvette is, I mean, when you have a key that says, Turn on for fun. <laughs> Turn off if more, mere mortals are going to drive this. Right. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, That's when are, you know it's ridiculous. That's and there's a, lim- there's a much more limited production run on those cars, too. Right. So you know you're actually getting a, you're getting something special there. Yes. Do you offer help with transportation once uh, there's a purchase made? Yeah, yeah. We have... Uh, there's three that we use typically that okay. are really concrete. Very cool. Uh, and they do a lot of shipping. And uh, we offer that, but then the uh, the buyer can be like, yeah, I don't care about you guys. I'm doing my own thing. Sure. But there, so, that you do have options available oh, yeah, there yeah, just absolutely. to recommend there. Yeah. And and these are people that are – that that's all they do. They transport classic Yeah, pretty cars. much they have they, like a dispatcher, and that dispatcher is like, hey, Billy Bob, go over here to Louisville and pick this car up, and you're going to take it somewhere else. It's so, not AAA. These yeah. are people that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean – And AAA is great. I use it a lot. I've got a favorite tow truck driver because they've seen my car. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah these are they are dedicated, haulers. insured, you know, the whole nine yards, and they've got respective buyers that know what's going on. And 90% of the guys that come in, they're like, okay, I'm going to pick up an old car. Then they come in our showroom and are like, 
holy crap. <laughs> right. And their phone comes up, man, can I take some pictures? And you're like, yeah, well, whatever. And then they're like in the car that they're there to pick up. Sometimes they overdo their limit in time, but they're just like melting down because they see all these classics. Yeah. But it's kind of funny to watch them because cool. they're just like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, what would you say is the average turn from the moment a car is given to you guys to the moment it sells. Now, we both know that it's market indicative and what's hot, what's not. Right. But would you say that, okay, a, if you give me a, a 77 Pontiac Trans Am, for example, right. I mean, obviously, we know that the criteria means it needs to run, it needs to stop, it needs not to be you know, right. rusted. So, I mean, you've got a respectable vehicle. Yeah. Would you say that, you know, within 30 days, the cars typically leave out of there? So, or? if your car is... It, desirable, priced right, looks good. You know, pretty sells. That's exactly the best way to market some of these cars. Um, honestly, we've kind of did the numbers, and it's right at 110 days. 110 days, okay. Um, which is the fourth month, which is your second term. So okay. uh, sometimes, yeah, you have to leave it there for that next term. Mm -hmm. And it may not hit it at 110, but it might hit it at 120. Uh, you just never know. And some of the times people will come get their car after 90 days because after 90 days, that's our window. You have the right to come in, sign it back out, and take the car back home. We leave the car up on our website for 15 months just in case someone has something similar. Oh, well, that's what they did. Well, this is what I can do or whatever. Or, and I've seen it happen multiple times, we'll get a phone call the next week. Hey, I'd like to inspect that car. Do you still have it? We call the owner. Owner brings it back. Boom, make a deal. Gotcha. They get it inspected. Yep. People are like, okay, I'll buy it. Gotcha. And it's a done deal. Yep. You know, they'll, it'll come back a week after their first 90. Okay. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, um, uh, what's the highest price card that's been sold out of, you, out of a gateway? Just out of curiosity. Uh, the highest price car actually was in a Las Vegas location. And I think it sold for like. 450 or ah, something. Gotcha. It was some kind of wild AC Cobra, yada. I mean, just radical build. Um, but yeah, crazy build in Las Vegas. And the Cobra is a funny car. My uncle said, <clears throat> you know, I could get a Cobra when they were selling them in the dealerships. I could get one about the same price as a Mustang. They weren't the, the pricing of, I guess, an exotic car or a one off car. Right, right. Really didn't happen back then. Like, right. you, you paid for it. That's what you got. It wasn't, it's just, that's not how we do things back then. <laughs> and he said, the only reason I didn't get it is because it didn't have a top. Right. No roof, no windows. Right. He said, could you imagine for $3,200 I could have an a, a, a Cobra? Yeah. And I said, how do you feel about that? He said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> right. right, right, right. And so, see, we had a car. It was a, uh, as a tribute to the Grand Sport Corvette. And I mean, our window on that was like four fifty six or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it was a five seventy two Merlin, nine hundred thirty one horse, six speed, <laughs> fiberglass tube <laughs> chassis. I mean, it was built to the gills. Mm -hmm. And the owner uh, is actually eighty four. <laughs> oh, nice. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, that's the other thing about it. As unique as all the cars are, the owners reflect. I mean, you meet some. Neat people. You meet some unusual folks. Uh, you meet some very, you know, intuitive, imaginative people that build some of these cars. Mm -hmm. And you're like, imagine. where did you come up with yeah. that? And it's all neat. It's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yep. 
So I guess what you're, you've kind of addressed this earlier, we just want to reiterate, what steps can a seller take to maximize his or her potential selling price? Basically, make sure that it's pretty much ready to go. So that means um, it needs to look good. It needs to run great. You know, everything needs to be mechanically working and safe. Get your junk out of the glove box. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of our things when we do uh, consign, you know, that's one of our uh, things in our clause, personal property, you know, is everything out of the car. And the top thing that we typically collect are um, garage door openers because people <laughs> will leave them on their visor and just get out and not even think about it. Yep. So, yep. Uh, of course, we mail them back to them and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, make it ready. Like, mm-hmm. you're ready to go to a car show and take top prize. That's what you want. There you go. That's you it. want top prize, you want top dollar. That's, That's right. That's just how it works. Perfect analogy. That's right. Well, here we are at uh, <clears throat> 37 minutes already, and I think Mr. Benzel has one last question for you. Well, we want to ask you the same question I've, had, I've just started asking everybody on our show. <laughs> this is the gotcha question. Uh, no gotchas here. Okay. But this is, this is the same question I actually asked Wayne Creaney and – uh, Mario Andretti and everybody. Yeah, that, that, I'm not in that caliber. So this you are. <laughs> Here's the funny thing is, you know, when we talk when we talk to people about this, we've talked to we've been blessed to have a lot of people, recognizable people on our show. Right. Well, it's a question that a lot of them say. You know what? We all have this in common, uh, and which is kind of brings it down yeah. to everything. It's fun. So when you did your when you took your driver's test for your driver's license, what car did you take that driver's <laughs> test in? I don't, gosh, it's terrible. Um, actually, my driver's test was done in a 1989 Buick Skylark two door. It was Skylark. a two door, two door coupe. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't anything ridiculous, but first car, you know, I got it painted for a graduation gift. I put a Mustang spoiler that was in uh, Bahama blue. The car was painted white. <laughs> I love it. Right. You know, the interior was blue right. mm-hmm. and like with, with the wing on the back, the antenna wouldn't open properly. Uh-huh. So we had to crook <laughs> to make it to where it would work. You know, I bought my first set of wheels and tires co-signed with my dad. So that mm-hmm. started my credit. Building. Gotcha. And yeah, I just, I drove the wheels off that car. So I'm, th- I'm thinking 89 Buick Skylark. So it's a little four cylinder. No, it was a thirty-eight hundred or three point eight V six. So they had? Did they have a T type in those cars? Do you remember that? The T-type? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I know the Regal had. A now T-type. the Regal did, and then they if... also came in later. You know, supercharged stuff. So, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But it did have a three eight. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And ah. I mean, it was pretty quick for a three point eight. It, yep. it was not what you would expect, but mm-hmm. front wheel drive would get up. You know. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. And then, of course, that was in the days of the Fast and Furious. Oh, of course. So yeah. everybody's like putting stickers and crap on their cars, trying to make them look cool. Let and me whatever. neon it out. Let me put some. Let me put some lights oh, yeah. underneath. Oh, it. I had lights underneath the dash to float out the floorboards, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and that Buick Scout, that was also the one that had the very pointy nose on it. About, no, this was kind of no. Front pointy so one? that was later. That was like oh, 1992 or yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the like beat that. nose kind of front end. Yeah, right, you're right, right. So, but that was also the era of a certain show on TV. Like I said, I'm trying not to plug anything for no, you know copyright good. reasons, but no, a certain show where people customize rides. Okay, gotcha. And yeah, uh, the, you the know, peppers. Yeah, so I basically took down and took like some beads and stuff and. One of the episodes, they did like a chandelier, and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> so, right, you know, you I, yeah, so I bought like the plastic canvas kind of stuff and just tied a bunch and then put it back into the dome light and had a chandelier in my car. Oh. 
It why was, it not? It was ridiculous. Why not? I why mean, not? Yeah. yeah. That's right. So, oh. but I mean, it was a tragic story. The car actually was taken into a shop and somehow got swiped away from me. And I was 17, two old guys kind of beat up on it. And then I got back and noticed uh, the car's not running. And then all of a sudden my wheels and tires are gone. And oh, the guy's like, I've had it for two years. You haven't paid me. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay you because it doesn't run. And anyways, needless to say, live and learn. Now I've got some really cool cars. Yep. There you go. No, that's awesome. Well, so, Matt Clark, thank you. <laughs> it, it's been a, a, a fun and enjoyable conversation, so thank you for, for joining no, us. No, I appreciate the invite. For yeah, you know. Absolutely. And for our listeners, remember to check us out at uh, uh, the Classic Car Corner podcast on Facebook. If you are looking to get your classic car appraised or in need of any pre-purchase inspections done or any of any car of interest, I'd like the opportunity to help you out. Uh, my company is Mobile Auto Appraisal Group, LLC, and I can be reached at jpaint72 at gmail.com. Remember to check out autobiotags.com. Every car has its story. Be sure to tell yours. Thank you for listening, and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. Mm-hmm.